Is a popular popular podcast. Do not be afraid. Welcome to Popular History, a library of Catholic knowledge and insights brought to you daily. My name is Greg, and today we're continuing our Among the Gentiles series we started in our last narrative episode, which leans into the related topics side of things, specifically our canonical related topic of interactions of the Roman Catholic Church with other religions. In this case, we're looking at how Christianity and Judaism became distinct. When we last left things, the followers of Christ were, with little room for doubt, a Jewish sect. Their rabbi had some weird teachings, but ultimately he justified them under the law and lived his life as a generally observant Jew with generally observant Jewish followers. To be clear, that word generally being there is meant to convey tension, and I think it's fair to say that there was tension, since, ultimately, Jesus was executed, though not by the Jews. I've been dancing around the blood curse idea that Jews can be blamed for Jesus' death, but let's stop the music for a moment and call that out for the trash it is. In the end, Jesus came intending to die for us all, and he forgave his persecutors, and expected us to do the same. So all anti-Semitic, air quotes, justifications, end air quotes, based on Matthew 27:25, are ridiculous and should be mocked into oblivion. Okay, let's get back to our discussion with the air hopefully clearer. We've got a lot to cover today. Literally, all of Acts 10. Quote, At Caesarea, there was a man named Cornelius, a centurion in what was known as the Italian Regiment. He and all his family were devout and God-fearing, he gave generously to those in need, and prayed to God regularly. One day, at about three in the afternoon, he had a vision. He distinctly saw an angel of God, who came to him and said, Cornelius. Cornelius stared at him in fear. What is it, Lord? he asked. The angel answered, Your prayers and gifts to the poor have come up as a memorial offering before God. Now send men to Joppa, to bring a man named Simon, who is called Peter. He is staying with Simon the Tanner, whose house is by the sea. When the angel who spoke to him had gone, Cornelius called two of his servants, and a devout soldier who was one of his attendants. He told them everything that had happened, and sent them to Joppa. End quote. Before we get to Joppa and to Peter, remember our Martha and Mary discussions during the Cardinal Elements, where Martha chooses service, and Mary chooses prayer, which Jesus designates as the better part. Did you notice what the angel told Cornelius had gotten God's attention for him? He said, quote, Your prayers and gifts to the poor have come up as a memorial offering before God. End quote. Prayers, Mary, gifts to the poor, Martha, both represented. I wanted to take a moment to call that out as Martha and Mary will be with us the whole way, most memorably in the form of the faith and works discussion, not to mention the two basic types of cardinals we're going to continue seeing in our modern cardinals series. Getting back into things, let's see what Peter's getting up to as the men from the righteous Gentile Cornelius approach. Quote, About noon the following day, as they were on their journey, 
and approaching the city, Peter went up on the roof to pray. He became hungry and wanted something to eat, and while the meal was being prepared, he fell into a trance. He saw heaven opened and something like a large sheet being let down to earth by its four corners. It contained all kinds of four-footed animals, as well as reptiles and birds. Then a voice told him, Get up, Peter, kill and eat. Surely not, Lord, Peter replied. I have never eaten anything impure or unclean. The voice spoke to him a second time. Do not call anything impure that God has made clean. This happened three times, and immediately the sheet was taken back to heaven. While Peter was wondering about the meaning of the vision, the men sent by Cornelius found out where Simon's house was and stopped at the gate. They called out, asking if Simon, who was known as Peter, was staying there. While Peter was still thinking about the vision, the Spirit said to him, Simon, three men are looking for you, so get up and go downstairs. Do not hesitate to go with them, for I have sent them. Peter went down and said to the men, I'm the one you're looking for. Why have you come? The men replied, We have come from Cornelius, the centurion. He is a righteous and God-fearing man, who is respected by all the Jewish people. A holy angel told him to ask you to come to his house, so that he could hear what you have to say. Then Peter invited the men into his house to be his guests. The next day, Peter started out with them, and some of the believers from Joppa went along. The following day, he arrived in Caesarea. Cornelius was expecting them, and had called together his relatives and close friends. As Peter entered the house, Cornelius met him, and fell at his feet in reverence. End quote. We're going to have to stop there for the day to keep things within the time limits. When my episodes split unintentionally, they always seem to end up as three-parters, not just two, and turns out this is no exception. Tomorrow, we'll finish our Acts 10 cliffhanger and even venture a bit into Acts 11, because even Peter is going to have some explaining to do after this one. Just because you can raise the dead doesn't mean you can associate with Gentiles. Thank you for listening. God bless you all.